This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Um, well, my brilliant plan to go see my sister and my smart and talented nieces has backfired. Well, I mean, I don't have COVID, but I do have a head cold. And considering I haven't been sick for the last year, I, it, uh, it's awful. I know the the children, they do this to us. I know. It's like the really unfortunate thing about them. And I'd love to say it was worth it, but we'll see how long this lasts because Sarah is they're, still sick. They're and too young to to hear you say that it's not worth it. They don't care. They don't. Time is all relative to them still. Uh, well, that's so, adorable. Are you drinking from a cute coffee mug today or are you? Uh, it's generic. In it. Generic. All right. Volu- it's I'm sticking to the travel mug because okay. then I don't have to run downstairs. Oh, my God. My voice. Yeah, sticky you sound sexy, shoe. like sticky mm. shoe. Phoebe <clears throat> buffet. Um, speaking of being sick, I yesterday because like now I'm to the point where I don't care. I can be one of those bad gays too. I I'm over it. I'm going to Hawaii on Saturday, <laughs> and um, this podcast started as a public health stand, and now yeah. we're like, meh. Fuck all of it. Aren't you all jealous? <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii, so. Like, cause now it's on like, we Saturday? don't get to do anything. So now I just saying? want to brag to everybody. Like oh. we're all being reckless. Don't care. If, if you have driven to Sioux Falls or hung out in South Dakota and went um, swimming with your kids, <coughs> Sarah, um, no judgment. So anyways, to, to go, um, you have to have a negative COVID test, like 72 hours before your plane leaves. And then they give you like a test, I believe, like when you land in the airport and crazily i think hawaii hasn't had like a positive covid case in like three months yeah they're taking it really seriously which is really impressive of course on the way back they don't care don't take a test just get the hell out of here i don't care where you're going to that's their problem but so anyways michael and i had to go take our covid tests yesterday and it's really convenient it's at the airport and it's one of the ones where you like spit in the vial and we've done this before and previously you have to like you start spitting and do you know how hard it is to like when you have to get spit to like work up enough spit to get in the vial to fill the black line. So I had heard that like when you get to the parking garage, like stop talking and start like collecting your spit, right? Like bite the inside of your cheeks and get it going. So of course there's a couple of places where you have to like, where there's a person that's right. like, you have to wear two masks and go to this website and get it. And so you're not able, you can't talk because your mouth is full of spit. So you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, we went there and <laughs> gave our, did our thing. I mean, we literally one spit, we were done. So saving up your spit, if you're going to do the spit test is worth it. So there's that, but that was at like six forty-five at night. We got our results back at one twenty-nine in the morning saying that we're COVID free. So like so fast, it was free. Like, thank you, Governor Walls for being cool. I ordered, South Dakota has at-home tests Mm -hmm. that are free. And so I ordered one of those because we, for work, we're trying to promote them too. And so I was like, well, I might as well see what the whole system looks like. So that arrives today. Oh, that's exciting. Um, When you get it, like before you start the process, save up some spit. Don't I, I was be, just thinking, I was like, well, this is some really good advice. You didn't even know I was taking it today. Take it out and then do a little bit and a little bit because it will take you a half hour. It's so hard. Well, it's like being and at the I, doctor and tell, them telling you to like pee in the cup and you can't pee. <laughs> it's the same principle. <laughs> so that. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm excited that. about your adventure. I would, I do expect a postcard. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll send you a postcard. Um, do you have any fun stories? Cause I got another one. I got more stories. I don't, I haven't. What, what are you doing I mean, over there? <clears throat> I could tell you about all the money I saved buying wine at hy V the no. other day. No, <laughs> no I've already, already heard that story <laughs> moving on. So I have, I, new, got. I have a new hobby. I have moved on 
from my previous hobby. From the fish? From the fish. That was like almost two months. It was almost a two-month hobby. That's impressive. You cut into the wall and you're already done with the fish? Well, I mean, I found something new. I'm not saying I'm done, but I got a new hobby. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. It is picking out clothes for other people to wear. So in the (laughs) midst of my wedding planning, it has occurred to me that while I am a dude, I get to decide what everybody gets to wear for my wedding. That's true. And it is amazing. So yesterday, I spent hours looking at dresses (laughs) for people, like all the people. And I was like, "Mm, I think you should wear this one and you should wear that one. And so I sent Carmen a dress Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, There's more options. Which got got good reviews. I sent it to my... Gchat group and my sister and my coworker and everybody, everyone agreed I would look stunning in pine. So yes, stunning in pine. And look, I'm not trying to be one of those people that's like, oh, I want you to have a dress that you're gonna wear again, bitch. You ain't ever gonna wear this dress again. You never wear any of those dresses again. So I for Erin Lippert because she does listen to the podcast. I had uh, I wore her dress I think maybe twice after. I was her bridesmaid in like 2001. All right. Well, good job, Aaron. But like. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it has been done before. Well, this is our point, not their point. And this is my wedding, not their wedding. So. And no one is arguing with you. <laughs> I know. So you. I, did, I think Alicia said that that was pretty enough that I could wear it to a cocktail party. And she's like, you, remember parties? You probably could. And you could also like probably get it hemmed and like bring the length up. So it's not like long, which I think would also help. But. It's also not incredibly expensive, so that's just it. No, I who cares? It's I was excited about it. So Did you after pick you, mother of I, the groom, dresses? I went on from you. I left. Okay. I left you because I was like, okay, well, this is good enough. So now I have went. I went to the best person to pick out clothes for, my mother. <laughs> and I, so for anybody who knows my mother, she, um, I don't know. It's tomboy. Like, she doesn't wear dresses. She sure as hell isn't wearing a heel or a kitten heel or even a wedge. She's wearing flats because she might have to run somewhere. Um, so anyways, I have been tormenting her on the fact that I'm going to make her wa- wear a ball gown, right? Like, this is going to be super <laughs> formal. And, like, we're going Hillary Clinton inaugural dress, like, gown with sleeves. Like, we're just, we're just going to do it. And... She is mortified, but she also knows that I'm a raging bitch. And so. And that you'll actually do it. She's and she's just not going to fight me like this. It's not worth. You don't mess with the bride. Don't don't fight me. But so I'm trying to be nice and take everybody's, you know, styles into account and yada, yada, yada. My mom's petite and I can't. I did send her something and. Like a, a romper, like a jumpsuit. Um, cause I was like, this is cool. And she's like, one, I'm short and there's a fucking bow on it. I'm not wearing that. <laughs> and so, I mean, I found something that has like, it's like a pantsuit jumper, like a romper, but then it has like a cape on it. Yeah. Like basically Michelle Obama. I, I love it. You so, know, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't send me like eight terrible bridesmaids dresses until you're like, oh, I guess we could do this one. No, I don't want to be started with a really good one. Yeah, I don't want to be overly mean. I'm trying to attack everybody's like <laughs> myself included, everybody's body shape, what I know they like to wear for footwear, um, the fact that it is November. I'm trying to be cautious and somewhat well, very considerate. Of you. you got big boobs, so I can't be having a strapless dress that you're pulling up all the time. Like it's true, it's very unattractive. I, I know things, um, but I'm just telling you, picking out clothes for other people to wear. Is a real joy. It's going to be your new thing. It is going to be my new thing. Like I might just sit here and stay fat and just pick out clothes for other people to wear that make them uncomfortable. I, I mean, I'm just, I really appreciate how much you're leading into hobbies because you. Yes. New hobbies. So, so long without them. If any of our <laughs> listeners. Um, you would like Zach to dress you. Yes. Let me send know. Send us a message on Facebook. You're going to look great. Um. <laughs> So it's, it's been a real joy. It's been a real joy, but I mean, 
I also might need a new pillow. So maybe we should. I was just going to say, I was like, well, one of the things that we need to do is get some rest. Mm -hmm. Um, You, because you're going on vacation and me, because I have a cold apparently. (laughs) So my, this is Jezebel, but I'm sure there are several people writing about this. Some Parkland survivors are not amused by David Hogg's Pillow Venture by Ashley Reese. And so David Hogg is one of the Parkland high school kids who is now a Harvard student. Yeah, he's the tall, skinny kid, the male kid that I think everybody saw immediately after the Parkland shooting. So if you can't put the name with who it is. Think of the only the only guy, young kid that was talking and was tall and skinny. Uh, right. And then you may have seen him recently because there is some old footage circulating of him. Um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, one of one of the R point wackadoos, was uh, harassing him through the streets of Washington, D.C. two years ago before she was a congresswoman. And so that footage is going around again so if you've seen that that's who david hogg is so i followed him for years i suppose i mean he's very very good at social media and talks a lot about gun control and march for our lives and you know i follow also the every town for gun safety and the moms demand action and so um he's just always been a part of my twitter thread probably since parkland would be my guess and the other day he was kind of kicking around um he was like, what if we could actually, because the my pillow thing. Um, so he also took upon himself to um, kind of go um, after point by point after Mike like Lindell. Uh, Mike Lindell, right, with the my pillow. And then lots of companies were dropping my pillow. And so David was kind of hypothesizing, like, what if we could have a pillow company that was, you know, union labor and um, environmentally friendly company who could be more than just pillows. And he was then, so then people were like, well, we could do this. We could do this. And we could have bought it this. And then like seven days later, he was like, well, what do you guys think the name should be? And like, this is so exciting. And I've really never seen him tweet about anything other than um, kind of gun control and going after or Trump and talking about all of um, how important these issues are. And now we started a pillow company. It's called Good Pillow. I know. And so then he starts talking about it. And uh, apparently other Parkland survivors and representatives, because he's, he's on the national board for March for Our Lives, are like, uh, welcome to America. Everything is a grift. I'm so sorry that for all of you who marched and donated and lobbied, like this is so embarrassing. And I don't quite understand where they're coming from because he's not doing it on the March for our lives site. Like he's doing it from his own name on his own Twitter. And uh, other people are like, you can't fight capitalism with capitalism and capitalism perpetuates mass exploitation and genocide and child labor. And so there's a lot of um, criticism on this. And then Hogg just wrote back and was like, I am more than my trauma. I'm a human being that gets to decide like he's just supposed to do he this happened to him when he was in high school and he's never allowed to start a company or do anything other than fight gun violence. Yeah, I mean, so I think this is kind of dumb, but and by dumb, I mean, Derek Hogue and or isn't his name David Hogue, David Hogue and um, the pillow thing. I think it's kind of dumb. That being said, he is free to start whatever company he wants to start. But to me, this is just like a publicity stunt. And he's and he's like getting very, very close. And he he kind of was like this after Parkland as well, right? There, there, there's an element to him that is a little bit of, of a publicity stunt. And I'm not saying that that is bad because I, I have partaken in publicity stunts for a variety of causes as well. But he's verging on like, not being serious. And I think it's just the perspective, right? Because again, while Mike Lindell is crazy, he doesn't, he hasn't really done anything with like, I I don't believe he's like a school shooter disbeliever. Right. I mean, maybe he is, I have no idea, but I I don't know about that. It just kind of seems like a little bit outside of the box. And then 
it's a little arrogant that again, the only reason he would be able to start a pillow company and make hundreds of millions of dollars is because he's had, he has this huge following that he is like activating, not because he's like, again, knows how to make a pillow or do anything like in my head. I only think take Parkland shooter out of it. Only a young, like social media influencer kid would think like, I'm just going to start a pillow company and we're going to provide good pillows. I mean, and he probably can do it. I'm not saying he can't do it, but there's a little bit of it that is just like arrogance. I think that comes across and well, sure. But I mean, he's also like a Harvard student. I mean, I feel like that just comes with arrogance anyway. I think there is a component to him and this is probably not fair, but of people that say the only reason he got to Harvard is because he did the March for like he became a star after Parkland. It's probably not a hundred percent true, but I think there is that sentiment, right? Like there he's kind of exploiting the Parkland situation a little bit too much. I feel it is what I, is what I feel like. It's just seeming a little bit too about him. Um, but he's a young kid and went through trauma. And I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I just think that, I think that's where people are coming from. Interesting. I mean, I really don't care if he starts a pillow company because I'm sure his pillow is going to be equally as shitty as the, my pillow. Um, Cause that pillow, it, it's not comfortable in my opinion, <laughs> but I mean, I'm all for a pillow company that uses union labor. That's right. great. Um. And if there's an opportunity, maybe the pillow company is going to fund, you know, gun violence legislation. Also a great idea. But like, I just kind of feel like it hasn't been flushed out. And so I think that's what. Oh, definitely. It did happen in like seven days. But he's 20. Uh, so of course right. he's not. I mean, he's just like, well, you know, and also, anything that comes to our head comes out of his mouth. So. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think if you. I mean, I don't see how this is different than if you lived through any interesting circumstance, 9-11, you know, and then you, you're a 9-11 survivor and then you write a book and then that book gets you a spot on the local news and then you become a commentator on CNN. Like, no, I, I agree. Like that's it's, just exa- it's exactly using, the same. Right. And it's just making lemonade out of yeah i just think there comes a point and this is a sad reality with america where we're over you well and and, i mean we're incredibly cynical wow and you're you're trying a little hard because it's like i'm also tired like i don't need to see captain sully from the airplane dude Mm -hmm. talking on tv every time an airplane crashes like while while (laughs) he is (laughs) while he is intelligent and he does know what he's talking about and he did go through something like stop beating the dead horse um, I mean, like, I, I do kind of, I think we all kind of feel that sentiment. Like, you have to have a little bit more to you besides just, like, I was there. Well, and, and so this, this is him trying to get more things. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think this is where people are coming from, myself included. I really, I did not expect that to spark so much conversation. Well, that's why we, that's why we read articles, Carmen. So we No, I know. I just, I, I'm so glad. Yeah. You got also- he also should do whatever he wants because the wackadoodles are attacking him. So I'll give him that. Mm, also true. Yeah. Um, something else that is going on in the news is, of course, the second impeachment of Donald Trump, which, mm-hmm. again, he is the only president who's been impeached twice. Um, and he, I'll be quite honest. I didn't pay attention to the first day of the impeachment proceedings at all. Um, where the prosecutors, aka the the Democratic managers, were laying out their their case again, because I think we all kind of know the reality that Donald Trump is not going to be impeached. There are forty five, well now forty four Republicans that are continuing to vote to say it's unconstitutional, and you need a two thirds majority to impeach. So the reality is, is he's not he's going to be acquitted, and yada yada, life's going to go on. But yesterday the Democratic managers laid out a really succinct case. This is where they really brought to life all of 
what had happened previously. So there was a, a review write up by NPR News titled Police Beg for Help, Senators Flee in Trump Trial Video. And this was um, just by the Associated Press. So I'm sure there was a whole gaggle of reporters that were working on this. But what it goes through is some of the information, uh, step-by-step processes that these managers laid out. Again, showing that this was not something that started on January 6th, but this is something that has been going on since last summer when he talked about the only reason this is going to happen, we're going to lose is if it's rigged and yada, 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 and built it up. But the part that I want to talk the most about, because of course we all saw the video and the images of what actually happened on January 6th live, but come to find out they were, they ended up showing and like inside security camera footage that had never been released before. And you saw images again of these crazy rioters and mob folks breaking in and getting dangerously close to where members of the house and the Senate were. They, they showed videos of people getting into the house chamber and because of COVID you know, they had members on the main floor, but there's also a gallery up top, like a balcony. And so lots of members were spread out on the balcony too, right? Well, they couldn't get evacuated as quickly. And right. Cause so, they were so far away. Yeah. You hear, you hear them um, sitting there telling them to take cover. There's the beeps of their gas masks. They hear the, the shooting of the crazy lady who tried to climb through the window, the broken window to get into the actual house lobby where members were evacuating. I mean, they like members were right there. Shot, evacu- right? She was the one that shot. Yeah. They heard the gunfire go off and you hear and see the panic on these lawmakers faces as they're like, Oh my God, what the hell is this? And then you, you also hear them like yelling to each other, like take off your lapel pins, take off your lapel pins. So taking off their, you know, congressional pins, their American flag pins to try. And again, if they do get caught to not be easily identified as a member of Congress, um, they, they showed video of staff members fleeing into office buildings. And then minutes later, members of the mob coming in and like beating down the doors that these, that these staff members are barricading themselves in. Um, and then they, you know, they showed video of then senators, they switched over to the senator side, right? And while they were doing this, there's an interactive map, interactive map that's like literally showing red dots inside the Capitol building where all of these people are at. Um, and again, they are spewing language from the president, you know, and stop the steal and whatnot. And they show again that Mike Pence was minutes away from being taken. And then it was revealed last night, not in this article, but that Senator Tuberville from Alabama, I believe it's Alabama. Yeah. He be Doug Jones. Um, he, the president called him on June 6th at like two, like two fifteen, two seventeen, something like that. Right. And January 6th. on January 6th, trying to get this Republican senator again to join the call of, um, you know, contesting the election results. And here, President, the Republican Senator Tuberville was like, Mr. President, I have to go. They just took Mike Pence. They just took the vice president. They rushed him out and I have to evacuate right now and hung up the phone on the president. And that was at like 2.15. Mike Pence was escorted out at 2.14. And at 2.24, After a conversation, President Trump clearly knew that Mike Pence was evacuated because of security. And that's when he started sending off tweets about how Mike Pence was like not patriotic and was not one, you know, like on the team. So, again, the president knew all of this was going on and he's still an asshole. But they laid out again, as this article talks about the video of Senate well, majority leader Chuck Schumer being escorted out with his security detail and then walking through the thing and then seeing the protesters and then literally running back the opposite direction and bear court, like there's glass doors that shut. And then there's officers that are standing there like with their bodies trying to barricade these glass doors. There's that famous, um, now famous black law enforcement officer who is now, I believe, 
Yes, the Senate sergeant of arms. Like Mitt Romney was trying to escape and he ran past Mitt Romney and was like, run this way. Don't run back that way because they're over there. I mean, they showed these images and it it's scary that that this is what it all included. They talked about the fact that, you know, of course, originally the president's um, campaign was not involved in in the rally at all in D.C. And it was just like they only had a rally permit for the clips like right outside the White House. And then the Trump White House got involved and, you know, decided what music was going to be played and they did the lineup. And then the Trump White House itself, like that day, changed the permit to include a march down Pennsylvania Avenue towards the Capitol. So to say that the White House had no idea that this was going to happen is insane because they were the ones that day or the day before or whatever changed the permit to include marching down to the Capitol. So they knew what was going on. Um, and as I continue my rant, I think one of the <laughs> things that this article I think is the most horrific besides seeing, of course, our Capitol building under siege, our lawmakers, even a lot that I disagree with under attack or being incredibly vulnerable, their staff members who like those poor staff that make no money <laughs> and like what they had to in- entail. But then it comes to find out that the Trump FBI and everybody knew of the, de- of the actual threats and they did nothing. They knew that the Capitol police were going to be understaffed compared to how many of the quote unquote rally goers they were going to be. They again, denied the request for the national guard for hours um and then you hear the auto recordings or the dispatch calls of the police officers trying to call into dispatch being like oh my they're attacking us they they're 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 throwing stuff at us they are hitting us with flagpoles they there's bear mace out here they're spraying us with bear mace then you hear panicked like basically sos like the line is broken. The line is broken. They, they're coming in like retreat, get back up higher. Like the line is broken. And you hear these continual calls from law from Capitol police asking for assistance, needing emergency help immediately, like officers down and nobody, nobody came, nobody came. They showed again. Nobody came on purpose. Yeah. Like, nobody that came was on part, purpose. Also because, part of the plan. And they, then showed again also like police body camera footage, which thank God their body cameras were on. Um, and you see these people that are holding basically the Capitol Police blockading a door, basically the door that the president would walk down during the inauguration, right? That arch door where oh, yep. Michelle Obama looks stunning walking out of. Um, and here are these police officers and they're getting hit with hockey sticks and like act like physically beat to the point where officers are like fell down onto the ground and get any thrown. Like they showed one officer was grabbed by his foot, drugged down the stairs, tasered. They took his walkie talkie, his badge. I mean, I don't know how people can watch this and not say, holy shit. I mean, it every day it is worse than what we what we saw it is worse well that's just it i think we all think that we've seen it all because the news has been playing clip after clip after clip but yeah. it's the same clips and now with all of this internal footage and the body cam and the security camera like it is it's worse wild and what it's so frustrating but again because we're all so cynical there's going to be uh majority of people who look at this information and still think it's no big deal. Yeah. To, I mean, it was really fascinating. Um, and it, it was sad. I couldn't turn away from watching it. Cause it, you just kind of were like, what? I mean, we, I remember that day when you were looking at it, you're like, Oh my God, what is happening? And the fact that just like no help came is mind boggling to me, but to put a button on this article, um, is for all of those folks that are, again, Republican senators, we, you hear people talk about that it's time to move on. You can't impeach a president who's not a president anymore. Let's remember two things. 
one, are we saying that a president can do whatever the hell they want in the last remaining weeks of their term, right? They can be crazy because soon they're not going to be president anymore. So who cares? And let's remember that Democrats immediately moved on impeachment and the Republican senators blocked and delayed starting the trial specifically for the president to be out of office before this happened. So if they would have done what they should have done, which was also immediately take up the articles impeachment, Mitch McConnell, McConnell, who was still the Senate majority leader, he delayed this trial to make sure that the president was out of office for this argument. So no, this is all political and don't be bought into their spin. They did this on purpose. So don't be dumb. All right. More coffee. Okay. Well, big, big Minneapolis news happening. I uh, found my article on the Star Tribune. Oh my gosh. I have a subscription to there because I support my local hometown newspaper as a oh, Minneapolis resident. Uh, yeah. Premium digital access. Eight weeks for $2. Did you know if you want to try and cancel from them, you can't cancel online. You have to call into a physical phone number. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's it's good customer service. <laughs> no, it's, it's a deterrent for us millennials trying to cancel. Our right. Person. They're like, ha they will never call us. You scare us with a phone number and the threat of having to talk to a person. No. Oh, my Anyways, God. What, it what took did the Star me, Trip tell you? It took me three times to subscribe to the Argus Leader because... They just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I want this deal that I found on this day. And they're like, I'm sorry, that has passed. And I was like, well, no, 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 you can tell that I tried to sign up that day. And it was. Well, we know a couple people that work there that are intelligent was... and we like them. There <laughs> are was... a few other people there that are not intelligent and I do not like them. So I really did think I was like, I, could I email Corey and just be like, can you pl- I just want to give someone my money. Why is it not working? It's because he's busy making sure that well, the no, corn just, that is planted is safe. He can't handle your subscription. I didn't want to pull any strings until I legitimately had to. All right, I managed sorry, to keep figure going. it out myself. Okay. Let's go to the good, the um, good newspaper. I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about. So the Star Tribune, <laughs> we're talking about Derek Chauvin. Oh, yeah. Uh, so hey. the headline, Derek Chauvin agreed to plead guilty to third degree murder, but Attorney General Barr rejected that deal by Tim Orengo. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Tim Arango is from, from the, the Times. New- is New York Times. Yeah. So there's that. The article. So basically, we're getting, we're, we're, we give you a little background on Derek Chauvin, was one of the police who murdered George Floyd. If his name sounds familiar to you. Mm-hmm. He's and, the one with the knee on the neck. Yeah. And so then obviously, the Twin Cities were on fire and um, they, Derek Chauvin um, agree, believed uh, right afterward that the case against him was so devastating that he actually agreed to plead guilty to third degree murder. And uh, as part of that deal, he would have gone to prison for more than 10 years and it was all but a done deal. And so they were even like trying to put together a news conference so they could announce it in hopes that that would placate people who were fucking tired of black people being murdered all of the time mm-hmm. so they're like this will quell the quote communities swelling anger but at the last minute um, according to the new details that were laid out <clears throat> William Barr who was the attorney general at the time rejected that arrangement and the deal was contingent on the federal government's approval Um, because Chauvin had asked to serve his time in federal prison and wanted assurance that he would not face federal civil rights charges. And so then Barr was like, oh, this is really early in the process. We haven't done the investigation. And that would be perceived as too lenient Mm -hmm. because not only were there protests in Minneapolis, but of course across America, this happened. And um, they... There was just so all of this kind of politicking was happening behind the scenes. And I thought that was super interesting. So now um, jury selection for Chauvin's trial begins March 8th. And everyone's a little nervous about it. Yeah. Whether or not there's going to be a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of it. It's interesting because. Uh, Carmen and I actually pulled the, the same article unbeknownst to us. We both presented basically the same article and 
um, remembering back to this, to when this was happening, there was in the midst of it, there was a, um, a press conference that was called and that it was going to be like a monumental press conference. Right. And so like everybody, like the news was nonstop over here on it and ended up that it was like two and a half hours late. Mm. And then, I mean, they had all the people there and then they came out and gave like no news. Like it lasted like four seconds. And then everybody was like, what the hell is, and this is after, I don't know if you remember when like the County attorney got taken over by the state's attorney, like then Keith Ellison got involved like directly oh, yep, after yep. this time. And so I'm, I'm curious if that is when this happened because they, I mean, they literally did like all the news was like, big press conference this afternoon. We're going to be live from beginning. We had all these people ready to talk. So I, and they said like, we have no idea what this heads up is about. We have no, like they haven't like even given us background on what this is. And then they were hours late and there was like basically no news. Like nobody knew what was happening. And I'm, I'm curious if this is what happened is that interesting, right? Bar bar stepped in and, what we learned in the impeachment hearing also was Barr behind the scenes in the final days, because remember he resigned on mm-hmm. Christmas Day, was basically trying to stop the Trump crazy train from all of the election stuff. You'll remember that Barr came out and was like, there's no election fraud. We can't find anything. So like this, it's not a thing. Um, I am going to give him a little bit of accolades for doing the right thing here on this, because the article that I even had talked about the fact that the state's attorneys and everybody was like we just want to try and get this over with really quickly like in typical minnesota fashion (laughs) right like let's hurry up and like just like throw an answer out there and like we can just move on and pretend like the world is still fine um so i am grateful that they were like no like again like impeachment part of the healing process is the accountability component to it and having actual credibility and the part, the word that like jarred my mind and I didn't read your article, but in mine, it said that um, Chauvin was willing to spend 10 years in prison. Fuck off with the word willing. I don't, I don't care what he wills, like what he's like allowing. Like he gets to choose. Like he gets to choose like that word. And that was like a direct quote that was quoted in, in the WCCO article, which I imagine was, also came from the New York Times. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's arrogant. It is air. The term like I want to be in fed. I mean, like well, right, and then quest. like trying to negotiate for a federal prison and yeah. I mean, it's interesting though because clearly the the jury process and everything starts in March. I think it's like March eighth or something like yep. that. That all of this is going to start, and downtown is already preparing for it because they're pretty sure that it's going to be crazy to the point where the guard has already been told to like be ready because we will activate you like in hours notices to to do this so so i do want to talk a little bit about what the city is doing in preparation so Mm -hmm. the office some office workers in downtown minneapolis have already been told not to come to work uh because of the heavy security obviously this is going to be weeks long Mm -hmm. um as you said the national guard will be deployed oh Oh, come back. Oh, oh, oh the guard? The, Where'd you go? The Star, the Star Tribune just refreshed. That, no, because um, the Hennepin County Courthouse, where all of this is going to go on, is literally in the middle of downtown Minneapolis. So Well, and Walls, um, in his recent budget proposal, included a special $4.2 million item for security during the trial, as well as $35 million to reimburse local law enforcement agencies that may be called upon. Um, because the former prosecutor, well, the guy that they quote in the article, said this is the most famous brutality, police brutality prosecution in the history of the United States. Yes. And there was an attempt earlier to um, try all four police officers at the same time to, again, try and in typical Midwestern fashion, like, let's speed this up so we can get over it. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is we're going to have Derek Chauvin and then we're going to have the other three officers trial because those three are being tried together. Um, so we're going to have months of this. Well, and the prosecution 
asked the appeals court to put off the proceedings, citing that the risk um, with so many demonstrators likely to fill the streets, that's going to become a super spreader event. And to that, I say, fuck off, because it did not become a super spreader event in the summertime. Well, you Uh, non-believers can't talk about super spreader events only when it's convenient for you. Exactly. (laughs) No, No, it's gross. It's going to be wild and rightfully so. Like these people deserve what's coming from them because we haven't talked about it obviously a lot, but there was a video that came out I, a couple, like maybe last week that showed that the same group of officers basically yes. did the same thing months prior, like a couple months prior. I think it was a couple weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, a wasn't couple it weeks just prior like to a man, that May. a man who was not the person they were supposed to be doing this to, right? Like a, a person that was completely innocent. They literally got on his back, kneeled on him and Chauvin again, just stood there and watched. So like, there's a history of this with this group. So this wasn't a one-time occurrence and we have, no. and now that gets to be shown in court, but like, these are bad, these are bad people. Well, this also talks about how like jury selection is going to take forever because how can you be like, Unbiased. unless you're living under a rock, you probably have an opinion about this. Um, well, also, this is the first time that cameras will be allowed in the courtroom um, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, which is interesting. And then way down on the bottom, it talks about there are also persistent fears that the trial could attract white supremacists or other right-wing extremist groups. Of course they are. And uh, one man has already been arrested after managing to get a gun inside the courthouse. And lawyers for the defendants have been harassed. Yeah, well, I'm sure the white supremacists will take a break from trying to kidnap Gretchen and make their way. And come to Minnesota. Come to Minnesota. It's just it's cold here. It's colder it's than it's cold here. That's Michigan. what we should be doing. We should have this trial in January to detract. <laughs> so we know for sure only Minnesotans. Only would be Minnesotans out there. are here. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna have we ain't gonna have uh, other travelers show up. I don't know. It's gonna be I mean at this point, if Donald Peach can Donald Peach, Donald Trump can have co-conspirators as his um, you know, jury, like I don't care if right. Derek Chauvin has a bunch of biased jurors. Sorry. Oh my he God. Biased. So anyways, you want to, you want to talk about something lighthearted, Carmen? Always. Okay, good. My favorite social media news aggregator edge media network had an article. Is that where the, um, the man? Yes. Mr. Article. Mm-hmm. What's from too. Yes, okay. it was. Um, <laughs> The Future of men, Menswear Isn't About Who Wears the Pants by Neven Kumar. And so Neven talks about basically the history of, of men's fashion and the reality, like historically. Historically, it's quite boring uh, because well, I and took they wore a costuming class in college and <laughs> it's, it's Yes, it talks it. about men wearing like basically current day women's dresses and you know the big flutes and the leggings and high heels um and of course as we became more quote-unquote masculine and times changed with the pocket and trying to not allow ladies then to have pockets for years cbs sunday morning news even did an article about or a story about the pockets um thing but it talks about how now we're kind of in this modern day resident uh, renaissance where men are going all kinds of crazy with, with the fashion and not letting gender norms like matter. Right. And so they talk about Harry Styles, obviously on the cover of Vogue wearing a Gucci dress. They talk about um, Billy Porter and his fashion choices as of late, like just rocking his outfits they, um, the, the guy from queer, I'm going to get John Van Dam or whatever JVN, I believe they call him like the, the long haired dude, um, who I did him. game of Thrones things. I'm sure other people will know who he is. Um, <laughs> Phil loves him too. Uh, so a, they, there's, there's that, um, then, and, and, and so there's all of these things where men are now wearing like 
caftans. Is that how I say it? Is that how I? Yes. Yes. yes we do caftans. love the, the caftans. And as well, you should be. They're quite comfortable. Yes. And they're like, this is amazing. Why are we not wearing these little cover ups? They're breathable and airy and you can do fun spins. Like, why would you not want to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have to say, like, gay men are getting out there with their like we are in it to win it. I mean, RuPaul tells us that everything you put on is drag. So you're born naked. And no matter what clothes you're putting on, you're always doing a form of drag. So that's from the queen herself telling us that you can be whatever you want to be. Well, get out there. Everybody's I'm, I'm loving the the photos in your article. Yes. And it's becoming Except more and more popular. And you're seeing like sweater dress thing. I'm not into that. Well, yes. I mean, uh, I'm not in the it. lacy shorts. That's actually adorable. Cute. The, I mean, there's like incredibly masculine type men that are like, yeah, rocking yeah. the dresses. Um, and historically, like men wore these type of outfits historically. Yes. And, and the, so, I mean, you're right. And the wigs and the, the shoes with the heels and yes. And then they talk about like really important, like pop culture people. Right. So you look at Prince, you look at mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. Bowie, Billy Idol, Elton John, like these huge celebrities slash pop stars did all kinds of like Liberace and nobody batted an Mm. eye. And so now it's kind of trickling down to the normal person is doing it to the point where I'm wearing leggings. And that's amazing. (laughs) Um, I also part of this. I can't wait when we go, when we um, go traveling this summer, mate, would you wear a caftan when you get to Hawaii? That's your next trip coming up. Probably. And like this, I love this big hat. Um, that this man is wearing at the top I mean, of the article. When I go to Disneyland I, or Disney World, because you buy crazy clothes when you go to Disney World that you'll never wear in public. I'll probably buy Di- Mickey Mouse leggings. I might wear them there. Like I would fit in there. Like that's true. Everybody's <laughs> so- happy. Nobody cares what you wear. But and you'd be so comfortable for all of the rides. It'd be so comfortable. Another thing that I obviously I also subscribe like in social media and stuff to GQ, and there are so many articles on Instagram, Facebook about men wearing makeup mm-hmm. and how men also, and I thought this was kind of in the same vein, like, again, not like trying to look like you just came off a Broadway thing, but like in the era of zoom and all this stuff, like, Hey men, put some toner and concealer on like this. Like you don't have to like Get yourself go some crazy. Tinted moisturizer. Yeah. Like, and how that shit out. And how, like how you can even your skin tone out and eliminate redness. And again, you don't have to cake it on, but there's like these blender things that I can like dab my face with. And they're mm-hmm. teaching men about how to put stuff on like your fingertips and like just dab, dab, dab. And it's kind of wonderful. I'm kind of all for it. I was like, maybe I need concealer. Well, Everybody I think, you know, we talked it. earlier last year about skincare for men because of the mask knee that was happening. Yeah. And um, how most men don't have a skincare routine and you really should. Yes, they were. They so their GQ is trying to tell men like you're on Zoom, you're taking pictures all the time. Yeah. Get some get your concealer. Get to, like there together. are magic tricks out here that, again, do not make you look like you're wearing cake on your face. Right. But. Like, why not look your best? Exactly. So, so now you get the concealer, the toner, the yes, ring light. They You're told unstoppable. Me to, they told me to go and like GQ told me to go to someplace and tell them to like match my skin tone or something, but don't oh. let them put it on your arm. Make sure they do it on your face. Interesting. Why because is that? I, I think maybe your skin color is different on your face than it is on your arm. Hmm. I don't know. Um and then, like, you're supposed to buy multiple shades, like, buy one and then buy one one darker because, like, it changes in the summer. Yes. I'm learning all kinds of things. So when you see me, I'm going to be a complete glow up. I, I'm, I I'm can't gonna be, wait. I'm going to be twirling into Sioux Falls <laughs> like nobody's business. Hey, that's what's going to happen. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, pack your leggings. Let's do this. I'm going to. Um, any parting thoughts over there? 
Always. You always. We've only been them. doing I this. I got some. Don't worry, because clearly I have been wound up and can clearly talk in this podcast. Um, I have I have two. I have two parting thoughts. One oh, good. is a call for help. If any of our pointers have a Nest thermostat, mine is going crazy. Oh, I don't understand. that It's too smart and it's doing its own thing. We try and clear the schedule on the phones and do the things. And I wake up in the middle of the night. And the thermostat has turned down to 64 degrees. And I'm like, it is cold and we can afford heat. Like, turn why? It's like 70 during the day. Why the hell does it go to 60 in the evening? And I can't figure it out. So if anybody is smart with a nest, please help me. And then we also received a text message in from our text line, 605-215-1043 from Brian, your brother-in-law. Oh, who wants to know where Joe Exotic falls on the wackadoodle scale? Ooh. And I am going to say that Joe Exotic falls just to the right or to the left, excuse me, towards Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, eh, maybe like a couple of inches because he's, he's, I, I like him. He's, he's fun. He's fun. He's a wackadoodle, <laughs> but like, he ain't hurting me. He ain't trying to like mm. blow the world up. Sure. He is just trying to hang out with big cats and make Carol Baskin answer for her actions of killing her husband. So on the wackadoodle scale, he is definitely towards the wackadoodle, but not. But he's not making laws. And I think yes. that's why we. That's we when they're extreme wackadoodles. On Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert is because they get to make laws in their wacky, wacky. Yeah, thoughts. they can. So us. I did see on TikTok um, that Joe Exotic was so confident that he was yes. going to get pardoned. There was a limo by, for him by President Trump that he ordered a limo to mm-hmm. pick him up at the prison. jail prison. Yeah, to take him home, and then he didn't get his pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe Exotic. That's that just seemed. How Just sad would that sad be that you're me. like, you know, he's in there being like, oh, yeah, I got a limo waiting for me. Yeah, out front. yeah. guys, guys, do, do you see my limo? Did you see my limo out there? <laughs> and then he didn't he didn't get he his pardon. So he had to stay in jail. Wow. Mm-hmm. Poor That's, Joe. That is a lot. Yeah, so thanks. Lot. Thanks, Brian. Also, um, I do owe Brian an apology when I talked about the air fryer. Brian is the one who made us Chislic, and Brian is the one who has the homemade honey mustard recipe that I am now using and enjoying. So, good job, Brian. Sorry, you didn't get the credit, Brian. Is that is that is that it? That's it. That's my. All right. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.